Rightio, my dudes. Thank you for joining us on another weekly update. Thank you for coming back. Uh, I see the numbers and I really appreciate the people that continuously come back and listen to me talk shit for however long I decide to. Um, So, yeah, let's crack on with the weekly update for the 16th of February 2024. Now, in terms of conflict updates, it's not going to be anything really uh, new uh, or breaking news. Obviously, we've got Gaza and Israel still continuing, um, and that conflict's constantly going on. Um, There's not really too much new in that world. Uh, There is a story here. Uh, about Turkey and Greece calling for a ceasefire. Um, again, yeah, that's news, I guess, but also there's a thousand countries that are calling for a ceasefire um, in Gaza. So in terms of actual new news um, around the world, from what I've seen, there isn't an awful lot, um, but there is a couple of, I guess, preeminent uh, news for things that could happen in the in the future. Um, the UN envoy warns of dangerous escalation cycle in war-wracked Yemen. The United Nations Special Envoy for Yemen has called for immediate action to end the dangerous escalatory cycle in the war-wracked country as Houthi rebels continue their attacks in the Red Sea and Western powers retaliate with strikes on Yemen. I'm engaging the Yemeni parties and relevant regional actors to support de-escalation in the Red Sea to protect to protect the mediation space in Yemen, Hans Grundberg told the UN Security Council on Wednesday. Three things need to happen in the immediate term to create an off-ramp of this dangerous escalatory cycle, Grundberg said, calling for the regional de-escalation for all the parties to refrain from military opportunism and for progress towards a mediated agreement to be protected. Yemen's youth Houthis have been launching attacks in the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden against ships that they said were linked to Israel. The attacks are in solidarity with the Palestinians and will not cease until Israel stops its war on Gaza, the rebels said. But the provocations have prompted the United States and the United Kingdom to intervene, launching a series of air raids on targets in Yemen in the hope of deterring the Houthis. The Iran-backed rebels have been fighting a Saudi-led coalition since 2015, months after they seized the capital Sana'a and most of Yemen's population centres, forcing the internationally recognised government south of Aden. As recently as December, painstaking negotiations were gaining ground and the UN said the warring parties had agreed to work towards the resumption of an inclusive political process. The recent Houthi attacks, in addition to the Western retaliation, have thrown the peace process up in the air. However, in my latest exchanges, I have received assurances that all parties prefer the path to peace, Grunberg said. Hundreds of thousands of people in Yemen have died in the 18, uh, sorry, died in the fighting and from indirect causes such as disease and malnutrition. More than 18 million Yemenis need urgent support, according to the UN's humanitarian agency, OCHA. Yemen is not a footnote to a wider regional story, Grunberg said. The regional 
escalation does not negate the urgent needs in Yemen for a nationwide ceasefire. Al Jazeera's Gabriel Elizondo, reporting from the UN headquarters in in New York, said this is the first time in nearly five months that the Security Council has held an open meeting on Yemen. Last year, the internationally recognized government and the Houthis were inching closer to some peace agreement, but it's certainly much more complicated now. Grunberg is right now focused on trying to keep the parameters of the Yemen ceasefire in place, our correspondent added, but current developments around the war on Gaza... Oh, what the fuck just happened? I just lost it. ...are making things more difficult. Alrighty. Uh, There is one thing that did happen today that I would like to talk about. Um, I mean, this seems like a current... uh, It seems like a consistent... uh, occurrence around in the United States, but one person killed in shooting at Kansas City Super Bowl Victory Parade. So for you of oh, those of you that don't know, every around February the NFL have the Super Bowl, which is like their version of the grand final. And they the winning team then goes on a parade and sees all their fans, blah, 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 blah. Um so at least eight children were among the 21 people injured during celebrations of the Kansas City Chiefs NFL win. One person was killed and children were among the 21 injured after a mass shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade triggered panic among huge crowds of fans. Shots rang out on Wednesday in Kansas City moments after jubilant Chiefs fans addressed players, addressed a vast cheering crowd, sending shocked fans fleeing in a tragic end to what should have been a joyous morning of celebrating the NFL champions. Police say that three people had been taken into custody after the attack near Union Station, but the motive behind the shooting was still under investigation. Fire Department Chief Ross Grunderson told a news conference that many of the victims had suffered life-threatening injuries. A local DJ, Lisa Lopez, was killed in the assault, her radio station said. The authorities said more than 1 million people were expected for the parade, which was held on in unseasonably sunny, warm conditions in central Kansas City. Mass shootings are common in the U.S. where there are more guns than people and about a third of adults own a firearm. The attack in Kansas City was not the only shooting to grab national headlines on Wednesday. Four students were also shot outside a high school in Atlanta while three police officers were shot during a standoff in the national capital of Washington, D.C. All are expected to survive. The the shootings came six years to the day after 17 people were killed in an attack at a high school in Parkland, Florida. Polls show a majority of Americans favor stricter gun regulations, but the powerful firearms lobby and mobilized voters supporting the country's culture of strong gun rights have reportedly, repeatedly stymied lawmakers from acting. The Chiefs were celebrating their third Super Bowl win in five years after being the San Francisco 49ers in Las Vegas on Wednesday. That's an ongoing issue, um, and we... We'll probably fill an entire episode talking about that, talking about threats and how you can kind of, if you do happen to go on holiday to the US, uh, we'll get a guest on from the US. I've got a dude in my head right now that I reckon would be great for it. Um, And we'll talk about kind of, because you can't say that won't happen to me because these mass shootings are happening fucking weekly. I mean, I don't know the exact stats, but, weekly uh, people are getting shot in the streets in 
what is viewed as the world's most powerful superpower. So, I mean, it's horrible because I it's at a point now where I believe that it's too far gone. You can't take people's guns off them. Um, there's always going to be guns now. It's kind of at the point of no return, and I don't think I don't think they can change. I don't think they ever will change it. I don't think they're going to be able to. Um, this is just my two cents. But this sort of shit where people are just getting shot on the street, like a DJ, a local DJ. She's a girl that's just doing her job, doing what she loves, and she ends up not making it home because some fucking lunatics decided to come out and start letting off rounds. Um, I did see a video of dudes tackling one of the suspects. Um, It didn't look like those guys were armed either. They just decided to take matters into their own hands and uh, tackled this dude and held him down until the cops got to him, um, which is fucking kudos to those guys. They will never hear this, but touche and kudos to those guys because they fucking showed the bravery and courage that is required in a moment like that. And although we all want to think that that's how we would all react, we don't know until we're there and those do- those dudes did react to it. So, um, yeah. RIP to the young lady that passed away from that. Um, but moving on, North Korea's Kim Jong Un set overseas test of new surface to sea air uh, surface to sea missiles. North Korean leader Kim Jong Un has overseen the test of new surface to sea missiles, according to state media, while ordering his military to strengthen its readiness in disputed waters north of the South Korean border at island of Young. Yon Pyong. The report on the launches of the by the Korean Central News Agency on Thursday came a day after South Korea's military said North Korea had fired multiple cruise missiles in waters off its eastern port of Wonsan. The test was Pyongyang's sixth missile launch event of the year. KCNA report said Kim supervised the evaluation test fire of new type surface to sea missile Patasuri 6 to be equipped by the Navy and express great satisfaction over the results of the test fire. The missiles hit their intended targets after flying over the EC for approximately 1400 seconds. The EC is known as the sea of Japan internationally. Kim also accused South Korea of frequently violating his country's sovereignty by insisting a Northern limit line the maritime demarcation line between the two careers and conducting maritime patrols and interdiction of third-party ships, according to the KCNA. The North Korean leader also gave orders to his military to strengthen its readiness in the waters north of Yonpyeong Island and to the west of the Korean Peninsula in the region of NLL, which is the northern limit line. Waters near the NLL was drawn up by the United Nations, United States-led United Nations Command at the end of the Korean War in 1953, which have been the site of previous clashes between the two Koreas. In 2010, North Korea torpedoed a South Korean warship in the Yellow Sea, killing 46 sailors and fired a barrage of artillery shells at Yongpyong Island, killing four others. According to the KCNA, Kim referred to the de facto border as a ghost one without any ground in the light of international law. It doesn't matter 
how many lines exist in North Korea's Western Sea and what's the clear is that if the enemy violates what we consider our maritime border laws, we will take that as a uh, violation of our sovereignty and an armed provocation, he was quoted as saying. He also pledged that Pyongyang would thoroughly defend our maritime sovereignty by force of arms and actions, not by any rhetoric. Whatever. Fuck that, dude. And if he's listening to this, Nah, I probably shouldn't threaten the leader of North Korea on here, should I? Um, in Kenya, women held dark Valentine vigil. Blah, blah, blah. We're just going. We're just scrolling through this news page to see if there's any. I don't think there's anything else I would know about it. Um, all right, cool. Moving on to the update of the gunfighter project. Day fifteen today, as of recording it, which is pretty cool. Of row for the blue. So currently we're sitting at 321 and a half kilometers um, out of 640. Um, That was pretty cool. I'm pretty happy with how we're going so far. I've had the days where it's pretty rough, but I've also had days where it feels okay. So today I did it at lunchtime. So it was muggy up here in Brizzy. So it fucking sucked a little bit. Um, My heart rate sat around like 180, 185 pretty much the entire time. So it was pretty rough, but we got through it. We got it done. Now we're downhill, so we're just going to do what we've just done all over again. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, at least it's going towards the end, not towards halfway. So I'm very keen to get it done, but happy with how it's going. Um, In terms of my body, I'm not really feeling too sore. My hips are starting to get a little bit tight. Um, My lats today started to, I started to feel it a little bit, but nothing too noteworthy but um hopefully that kind of stays away um i have lost seven kilos i think in the last two weeks since starting this um so seven kilos also started a new diet so um that's obviously got something to do with it actually looking after my calories and what i'm putting in my body for once um so yeah down seven kilos hopefully down another seven six kilos um, over the next two weeks. Um, but yeah, so still cracking on. If you want to go grab yourself a row for the blue shirt, all the profits for those shirts will go towards, uh, the row for the blue fundraiser. Um, if we do reach, we're a fair whack off it right now. And don't take this as me like fucking guilt tripping anyone. Um, I completely understand that the cost of living is pretty fucking hectic at the moment. So don't feel like you need to donate. Um, I appreciate everyone that has, uh, but if we do reach $4,000 fundraise, um, funds raised, we will, I will do on day 30, a full marathon. So well, more than a full marathon, I'll do 43 kilometers. So double what we've been doing. So 43 Ks, um, which will suck, but I've given you guys my word. If we can get up to $4,000, that's what will happen. So Go and donate if you can afford it. If you can't, don't stress. Um, thanks for your support regardless if you're listening to this. Um, but yeah, so we'll crack on with that. There is another shirt getting made currently um, and then I'll post that and you guys can go and have a look at that new design. Um, I understand the Row for the Blue shirt isn't for everyone. It was just kind of like a thing that I wanted to do for if anyone wanted to kind of show support in that way. Um, but if you if you're not... If that's not your sort of vibe, then that's 100% fine. Um, cool. So let's talk about next week's episode.
Next week's episode is going to be with Wade from the Mental Era. Uh, Wade's a good dude. He's just started up his own endeavor, focusing on mental health of veterans and first responders. And as you guys know, I'm a huge proponent for that. So Wade's a great dude. Really enjoy talking to him. Um, and we consistently check in with each other and have a chat about how, how each other are going. So we got together and we just kind of had a conversation about kind of his story, but also about mental health and how anyone listening to this that's struggling with their mental health can kind of uh, get through that. Um, it was a great chat. I really enjoyed talking to him. Um, so, yeah, so that's a it's a really good conversation, actually, and we talk about kind of the uncomfortable truths of mental health and talk about how each other have kind of gone through our own journeys with mental health and it's uh yeah it's a great chat so wade from the mental era uh so that'll be up on monday episode 039 go and check that one out um and then wednesday you have to wait and see with the trailer about what that uh what wednesday's episode will be about so episode 039 out monday at regular scheduled times um and we will crack on with another week So thank you very much for listening to the weekly update. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Have a good weekend. Look after yourselves. Look after your family. Remember to stay formidable and adaptable.